0: DeBianco. Hello, Storytellers, and welcome to another episode of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. It's December, and around the world, it's a holiday season in which the emphasis is very much on giving. Of course, we should always be in a frame of mind of giving, but during this time, there is, it's underscored, it's highlighted. So, I've decided to explore with you the whole concept of contribution in this episode. And since this is a podcast about storytelling, I'll begin by telling you a true story. When I used to teach acting at York University in Toronto, I had a session with students at the end of a semester, and we talked about their goals, their dreams, their accomplishments. And I will never forget, one young woman came in, and we began talking about her work, which was very good. She also talked about how much she loved acting. She had a passion for everything Uh. In the world of drama and dramatic communication. And then she broke down in tears. And I said, what, what, what's, what's the matter? What's, what's bothering you? And she didn't find it easy, but she eventually opened up and told me that she decided that she would not pursue her love of acting or anything related to it in her life's work. And I said, why? She said, well, I just don't feel it's, it's right. I said, what do you mean? And she explained that, well, her parents had a certain opinion about professions that were valuable or more serious or, let's say, um, more appropriate for people once they were, quote-unquote, mature and they became adults. basically. They looked at acting and anything, um, connected to it as a fun thing to do, as something that you play at, but it didn't make a real contribution to the world. And I, I was empathetic, but I also was asking her questions to see if I could get her to feel better about honoring her, her passion. And she said, no, it was painful, but she had decided she just wasn't going to pursue it. And of course, I respected her decision, but I'll never forget it. So I want to ask every one of you this question. Do you feel that what you do in the world Makes a meaningful contribution? And if so, how do you determine what a meaningful contribution is? Do you feel that you make an impact on people's lives and that you matter? Do you feel that your contribution is significant? Or do you look at others around you and compare yourself and feel well? Yeah, I kind of make a contribution, but compared to them, nah, not really. Let's explore this a little bit more. There are careers that seem to be obvious in terms of whether or not they contribute on a large scale to the world. If a person decides to be a brain surgeon, a heart surgeon, any kind of medical practitioner, We would say, yes, that is a career that contributes and therefore it has a lot of high value. Teachers, lawyers, a massage therapist contributes by relieving people of pain. Firemen and all first responders, of course, we would say Uh, make significant contributions, and they do. But now, what about other professions and other passions that people decide to pursue? And let's see how they stand in the light of contribution. Supposing you're a professional golfer. Do you feel that that makes a contribution? Probably you'll say, sure it does, because it provides a tremendous amount of entertainment for people, and that's a good thing. People get value from it, and I'll agree with you. But do you feel that the golfer chose the golfing profession to make a contribution? Or did the golfer choose to golf because he or she just loves the game? And if that's the reason for their choice, is it any less valid than a person who makes a decision to do something because they perceive that it is, that it makes a social contribution that's valued by others? What about the fact that a golfer or any athlete may and probably does choose what they do because they just love it, because they're obsessed with it. They fell in love with it when they were young, and they found a way to parlay it into a career. I argue that that does not make any less of a contribution than if they had different motives for it. What about the fact That a person like a golfer, like a football player, a baseball player, that those people, when they do what they do and they play at their best, they are peak performers. They're contributing an image to us that lets us and inspires us to reach for our higher selves. They excite us by giving us images of mastery, of what's possible. That's what the Olympics are all about. People love to watch the Olympics because they're watching human beings going beyond the ordinary in terms of achievement. So, it doesn't matter if the choice the athlete makes is totally personal. And if you want to use the word selfish, in an, let's use the word selfish, but don't give it a negative tinge. They have selfish reasons for doing it. It makes a valid contribution. Why don't we take a violent sport and discuss that? There are many people who will not watch the Ultimate Fighting Championship, the UFC. And I'm not going to judge them. Um uh, If they feel it's too violent, I respect their decision. And yes, it's a very violent sport. People can die in that arena, and people have. Does a UFC cage fighter who loves combat make any less of a contribution than a surgeon does or a teacher? Who are we to judge? Once again... When I look at people who are um, experts at mixed martial arts, and by the way, I am not a fighter. I have never engaged in that kind of activity. It has never been something that appealed to me. But I can look at a UFC match and admire courage, excellence, and the willingness to commit to a discipline that is extremely difficult to achieve a form of mastery and peak performance. That inspiration is something that I can then apply to anything that I choose to do that isn't even remotely like fighting Let's go a step further and look at professions that may not be considered in mainstream society so respectable. What about a porn star? Let's talk about female porn stars. Why females? Because they get the predominant focus in culture and certainly in the films, and in the videos that they do. Now, if you have a strong religious background, you probably will harshly judge a woman who becomes a porn star, who is very comfortable making hundreds and hundreds of porn films and sleeping with multiple partners and making money at that and flaunting her sexuality. Well, there's a big irony around the world of porn. I believe that more people secretly are drawn to it, more people watch it, and some of those people, those same people, will never talk about it in a positive way in their social circles. There's a hypocrisy there. So, what would a porn star contribute other than sexual titillation? Well, let's talk about sexual titillation for a moment. The porn star contributes to many, many people who have strong, have very intense desires that they do not know how to fulfill any other way than in watching porn. And by watching and being stimulated by uh, a porn star's performance, they feel less lonely. I'm not going to argue whether this is right or wrong, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Sure, I believe that it's better if we make different kinds of human connections with people, and we uh, socialize in order to uh, overcome our sense of loneliness. That being said, if a porn star relieves a person's suffering from loneliness, that is a contribution. Now, I bring this up because I've noticed I'm curious about humanity, and I love to explore what makes all sorts of people tick, people who are greatly admired and people who are reviled. And I've noticed that there are porn stars who are totally unapologetic about what they do, who are proud of it, who... um walk in the world with their heads held high. And contrary to what some may believe, there are many highly intelligent, articulate porn stars. And what about those individuals who take a stand and who say, you can judge me and put your labels on me, your stories that attempt to define who I am, but I feel good about who I am, and if that person is able to feel a sense of self-esteem, and furthermore, they're not going out into the world with dishonesty, they're not cheating and hurting other people, they're not conning them, they're not stealing from them, who am I to judge them? Let's look at another group of people. What about people who don't have any careers? What about people who refuse to work, who might simply collect welfare to get by, and they just live at a, at a survival level? Can we say that they don't contribute? Although, Do they contribute by their very existence because when we meet them, when we see them, Perhaps, let's talk about a person who was chosen to remain addicted to alcohol and spends most of their time on the street. We could say they're not making a contribution, but as human beings, I would argue that they challenge our sense of empathy. They challenge our sense of generosity. They challenge our willingness to look at the not-so-admirable aspects of human life and to have compassion. If that person who makes us feel uncomfortable can also awaken our compassion, is that not a form of contribution? And now, what about you? Do you feel that perhaps... You just do an ordinary job because you have to make a living, and it's really just a job. It's okay. You're not crazy about it, but when you think about contribution, you say, come on, I'm not making any significant contribution. I'm just a cog in the wheel. I would challenge you, especially during this wonderful season of gift giving, to give yourself a gift to reframe that and to find out how you can honestly see what you do as a form of contribution. A person on an assembly line just making tiny parts that will eventually go into a bigger machine, let's say automobile parts, that person is making a contribution that person's job may very well be replaced by bots in the very near future that doesn't make that human being any less significant or worthy. I challenge you to put all of your judgments aside. I'm not a religious person, but I do admire some of the great spiritual leaders and Figures that have come and appeared in the world. For instance, Jesus. And I do remember that when a crowd was going to stone a woman for her sexual impropriety, that he came along and said, Let he who has not sinned cast the first stone. What a wonderful wonderful way to um, approach life and the world. And we are told that when Christ was on the cross and just about to die, that there were two crosses next to him, and there were thieves on those crosses. One of them was referred to as the good thief. And Jesus turned to him and said to him that on this day you will have a place with me in heaven. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I am not an expert on the Bible, but that's the sentiment. That he, this human being, Jesus, whoever he was, did not judge other human beings. Sinners, the wicked, the good, they all had a place in this grand scheme of humanity. Their lives all mattered. Your life matters. And if you feel that it is any less than someone who is getting large-scale acclaim for their contributions, stop it. Give yourself more credit. I value you, you start valuing yourself more. And if you have said no to a passion of yours, one of your dreams, and have chosen a line of work only because society considers it a greater form of contribution, decide to change that in 2019. And if you have trouble with that, Ask yourself, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Luis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.